hello hi everyone welcome welcome yay hello and welcome to beyond small talk every thursday at the four o'clock hour eastern standard time hour thank you for joining my name is jackie janik and i am a women's empowerment coach helping women uncover their purpose and define their own path in the world and today you are watching beyond small talk real women real conversations elevating womankind one talk at a time and i am so super excited to have my co-host today hi my life is a doormat how are you thank you for joining her name is leah gober and she is the founder of blake and rose at Blake and Rose and also there's BlakeandRose.com that has beautiful accessories and handbags. I see that she just joined and today our topic is called The Minimalist Traveler. Leah is a young professional passionate about experiencing the world and encouraging others to do the same. So let's get Leah on. So excited. Leah will be joining us today talking about being a minimalist traveler. Traveler, what does that even mean? Oops, sorry. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> hey, Leah. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> good. How are you feeling today? I'm so good. Just dropping my phone, you know, making it super awkward. But, you know, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we can hear you, like, that's okay. probably the best part. Oh, my God. So happy. Thank you for joining today. <laughs> of course, absolutely. So we've never met in person before, but I was just so intrigued by one, Blake and Rose, and how did that start, and the name, and when I started to read about you, I was like, that's so beautiful. I, You could tell us more, but just the names, I mean, when they came from your grandparents, I'm a diehard, like, granddaughter, and I loved my grandparents so dearly that I was like, oh my god, we have to connect, and that you travel, and you sell handbags. So I was like, we're meant to be BFFs. Like, we're just meant to be friends. It just kind of just happens. <laughs> it just happened. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about you and Blake and Rose? Yeah, of course. So um, my name is Leah, once again. Um, so I have a brand called Blake and Rose. And pretty much um, the whole premise of the brand is to, like, encourage people to have authentic travel experiences, whatever that may look like for you. Um, and another part of the brand is being able to provide people authentic, um, authentic pieces from places or markets around the world. So um, right now we have a collection of handbags from Morocco um, that display like what they're really known for. They're really known for their leathers. They're really known for their woven techniques. Um, if you've ever been to Morocco or like been through the souks or the markets or anything like that, then you see that this is something that happens. Um, in their industry a lot there. Awesome. No, I've never been to Morocco, but that <laughs> sounds like such an awesome place to go to. Um, our topic today is the minimalist traveler. And I find that very interesting that that is on your bio of Blake and Rose. So I'm curious to know, like, what does that mean, minimalist? I don't know. I'm not a, quite a minimalist. So <laughs> what does that mean? I think when a lot of people think about minimalists, yeah. they think of like Marie Kondoing like your life away where you're just like yeah. getting rid of stuff, which that is one part of it. It's like, but mostly it's like, um, it's just like, for me, it's about being mindful, um, kind of about like how you interact with the world. So like that goes from everything from like how I choose to spend my money, where I choose to spend my money, um, 
to how I how I decide to travel. Um, so it kind of runs the gamut. Um, for me, I started being a minimalist about uh, three or four years ago, um, where I felt like I just had like a ton of stuff for no reason, yeah. like for no reason. Like I had to move from an apartment. It was super short notice. And I was just packing stuff up and was like, wow, I have a lot of shit. <laughs> like, why do I have so much stuff? And then I put it in storage and I was paying for the storage. I'm like, I, why, do I, why am I paying for this? This doesn't make any sense. So I just started like looking at the things that I spend my money on and like how, um, I was like, I don't, I don't need this. I only bought this once. Like I don't never use this. So I just started getting rid of a ton of stuff. Um, so that has like really helped me like, like mentally wise because it keeps um kind of like a clear space for you to kind of think and then also it's just it helps you money wise if you're not spending your money on everything that comes out if you're not if you really sit and think about something i have stuff that i bought the other day and i wanted it at the point right and now right now i don't want it so i'm taking it back so it just makes you really, really sit and think about do i need this like what like is there something else i have at home that can like double time be used like where am I putting my money and what and where's where I spend my money at say about me so that's a great question like where where do you spend your money says about you mm -hmm. so I think I see a friend on here who's also my CFO <laughs> and she did the same thing for me and she you know of um, several years ago maybe almost several 10 years ago she took my credit cards away from me and before that my grandmother used to take my credit cards away from me and hide them on me because yeah I was just spending like like you said like not mine and what did that even mean or why was I spending just like frivolously because did I want to keep up with the Joneses did I just want stuff like do yeah. you feel like sometimes because you've traveled the world and seen other cultures that is it maybe an American thing like we kind of just like stuff and like yes. what does that mean if the more stuff we have does that mean we're you know the status the like what do you think about that and what have you seen in other cultures it, it, it is, it is definitely, a, it's a really big American thing. Cause I mean, I've gone to other friends, like, I mean, in general, like I've studied abroad when I was in London and I remember visiting a friend's house and they had this tiny refrigerator. Like it's a family of four people, but they had like mm -hmm. a refrigerator that you would probably find in like an efficiency apartment in New York city. I think it's probably like the size of my refrigerator now. And it's just like, they don't they don't grocery shop like there's not a costco's type of lifestyle like you buy what you Got need it. when you need it like mm -hmm. you don't just accumulate things just because like it's on sale or like you had a taste for some exotic cheese that costs 40 dollars and it's just like <laughs> am i ever going to use this cheese before it goes bad like you kind of just buy for what you need when you need it um and you're more mindful around your purchases because you don't have the space for it um, I mean, mm -hmm. like, you think about it, too, like, in Europe, a lot of the apartments and stuff like that, too, are a lot smaller. People are a lot smaller, so they don't need as much. I mean, you think of American homes, like, how big our homes are here compared to places yeah. outside. It's like, this is ridiculous. Like, what do you need this much space for? So I no, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Yaddy just commented a really good comment. Sorry to jump no. in. But she's like, finding, finding fulfillment in things can be a real 
can be a real thing. Like we're finding fulfillment outside ourselves yeah. and in objects versus finding the fulfillment within ourselves through either, you know, experiences or just having conversations like this or being mindful. Um, so I do find it interesting. And, you know, I'm one to say, like, I do shop as in like, um, I get wrapped up in that a bit like, oh, it's fall. I need new fall everything, you know, right. or my daughter needs a new fall outfit for school. And it's like does she really but like you I live in a Long Island City so I don't have like you know a lot of massive space and well I liked how you say the Costco lifestyle so you must have felt like during this COVID when people were stacking up with toilet paper like what is wrong like it's toilet paper come on <laughs> yeah no seriously it's like oh my gosh like everybody like calm down like you can go and get one like a couple rolls like you don't need to stop up <laughs> It's like, so we're not going to do a well, kind of, but like, yeah, so it's interesting. We find attachment to stuff. Like I'm attached to stuff too. So I'm curious, like, how did you have a process before all this, you know, Marie Kondo, um, you started minimizing things because I seem to get attached to things. Like I'll have like, you know, not meaning like um, maybe my grandmother owned a brooch and I'd keep it, right? No, right. like other things. I'm like, well, I wore that dress and now I need to keep it and I don't even fit in it. Like, do you have a system or any tips? No, so I tried to, I literally just did like a big splurge maybe like three weeks ago, um, took a bunch of things to the Salvation Army, have a bunch of things that I need to post online for to sell. But I kind of just go through things like, yeah, one, do I still fit it? Why am I holding on to it? Did I, how long ago did I fit it? <laughs> like, it's a really big question. <laughs> I had a pair yeah. of like, dress pants like I really loved, but I literally wore them eight years ago. So <laughs> what am I holding on to them for? Like, I'm like, I'm not going to fit into them again and it's okay. I can just buy a new pair. So right. it's like, if I really need it and it's like, I also work in an industry where I don't have to dress up very much. So mm -hmm. sorry, it is very loud in my friend. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but yeah, I think it's like really looking at um, around like why you're keeping it. Like, yeah, like some things you do want to keep. Like I have stuff for my aunt that means a lot to me and I probably won't wear it. But um, I make sure that like I don't accumulate more stuff for, for that reason though. Um, especially like fast fashion stuff like that. I just try not to like, for me, I just try not to purchase too much of stuff. Um, it just keeps a clean slate for you to think. Like when you have like a really easy, like you can open your closet and, and say like, oh, I can pull this out. Like it's easier for you to kind of go about your day when you don't have to think too hard about like what's in front of you. You can put that energy yeah. into other things. Um, I think that's a really great point to so where you're putting your your, your energy, your thoughts. And yeah. if you have like a cluttered place, I've heard other um, people say this cluttered car or cluttered closet or cluttered desk is like a cluttered mind. Yeah. You know, like how do you create that space in your mind for for you to think and to have silence and quiet if everything around you feels all physically chaotic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So when you started to like go through your, you know, like clean out, get, you know, minimize what you have, how did it apply to travel? Were you 
able. Well, you mentioned you have more money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that's the biggest thing. Like, you start realizing where your money's going. Because sometimes it's just so easy for you to, and food is a big one, too. I mean, mm. y'all love to go out to eat, or, like, after work, you end up going to happy hour three times after work, and then you spend $150 on liquor within the week. Like, it just, right. it just happens so quickly. So it just really makes you sit there and like kind of think so after i kind of started doing the minimalist thing i did notice that like okay like i didn't want as much stuff um and then also my bank account just started growing <laughs> like um it like a lot so i started i downsized um my apartment um i think my rent went i think when i moved my rent um decreased by like almost 30 percent um, yeah, so that extra money that I was usually used to spending on rent, I could no put put into my savings or travel. Um, so I have a completely separate travel um, account. So that's one of the ways it's like downsizing. Like I know for some people, a lot of people either A, want to keep up with the Joneses or B, feel like that at a certain point in their life, they're supposed to be someplace because like mm -hmm. society tells you like oh at 30 you should be buying a home or like you should be doing yes. this like you can do whatever the hell you want to do like i'm 32 i still have roommates i don't care like it's fine <laughs> like <laughs> it's okay like it works for everybody has their own path to how they want to get there and i think it's important to like stay true to what your path is and how you want to get there on your own um but yeah just like minimalism is like such a good way to kind of help fuel your fire for travel because it takes the importance off of things and puts the importance on experiences. So oh, that's yeah. so where was the first place that you went with all this money? <laughs> Those. Uh, probably the first place I went after I kind of got into the minimalist thing was I did a solo trip. It was my first solo trip. Um, and it was also my <coughs> first time to Africa. And it was also my first time ever going like home where my family's from. So it was just like a lot of firsts. Um, yeah. But yeah, I booked a solo trip to um, Portugal to go to Lisbon just randomly. And um, my family, um, our background is Cape Verdean. So a lot of Cape Verdeans actually live in Portugal because it was once a Portuguese um, colony. But I just happened to look up how much tickets were from Portugal to Cape Verde and they weren't expensive. So I was like, I guess I'll book it. So I ended up just booking it. No clue. I don't speak any other language, barely English. Like, and I just kind of <laughs> just went with the flow. And um, yeah, I spent two weeks between Portugal and Cape Verde. So. Wow. And how does it feel traveling solo? I think some people, you know, are apprehensive of it, but I, I want to hear like what kind of experience it is or you can have when you travel solo. I think it's really great. And I, I, that's probably like one of the questions that I get a lot is like, oh, well, who do you go with? And it's like, I go by myself. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, you're not scared? And it's like, no, not really. Like, I mean, I, I try to make like the same safe, like, for me, I, I know my neighborhood, like I feel safe walking home at 1 a.m. Now I'm not gonna do that in a neighborhood or an area that I'm not familiar with. So I'm, I'm not gonna do that if I'm randomly in an area that I don't know. But um, traveling solo is, I feel like it's really rewarding because it makes you trust yourself. 
Um, mm. You don't really have anybody to fall back on. Like, and I mean, it's definitely hard. I missed a flight and almost got stuck in Cape Verde and was at the airport, like, arguing with the lady. It was like, I need to get on this flight. <laughs> like, you don't understand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, but it was because I wasn't trusting myself. Like, I was mm. double questioning myself. Um, even though I had made all these plans and had an itinerary, I still didn't trust it. Um, so I think it's like solo travel really like builds your confidence to kind of like trust trust your journey and like trust that you know what you're doing. And if you don't, that you're going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Trust your journey and you'll figure it out. I, I um, don't typically travel by myself for fun, but for business, I travel by myself all the time during my day job. And I have to say that my favorite part of it is traveling in the airport and going places by myself. Like, I just totally enjoy it. And maybe because at this stage of my life, I don't have much alone time or much time by myself. So I'm like, all right, I'm on the plane by myself. I'm like, I don't really want to make friends or talk to people. Right. And if I do, I just start talking to somebody, you know, right. but I just like that I have the freedom of the choice. And I have friends who are like, oh, my God, how do you get around? I was like, get around. It's 22,000. <laughs> it's called Google. Like, you know, like. Um, especially now with technology, I feel like it can be a lot safer and you have a lot more uh, resources at your fingertips. Yeah. I traveled right after college on a, on a trip, you know, backpacking through Europe. And I'm going to age myself. I'm 44. So this was like 24 years ago. We did not have obviously Google or technology. And at that time, we were just traveling with all these big, the books, the like, go to Europe, backpacking through Europe book. And I think then too, it was, just, but I wasn't by myself. It was five girls. But it was just interesting. And yeah, we really had to trust ourselves a lot and just like, yeah go where we wanted to go, not being connected to like the outcome of like where we end up, but more like, oh my God, the experience together. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure when you travel, it sounds like you immerse yourself in the culture or what do you, what have you got from some cultures? Um, I think, well, my biggest, um, the, one of the reasons I do travel is to really experience um, and like learn other cultures. Um, I'm just like really interested I'm just interested in like knowing how other people live like is this such a like there people are so different but like we're also so alike so it's just so mm -hmm. interesting when you go to different places and you are able to connect with somebody on like on like a, a very interesting level and build relationships or get recommendations for places and such um Hold on, what was your question again? <laughs> oh, sorry. It's like, you know, when you go and you learn different cultures, me too, I'm so intrigued. That's also another reason why I, I do like New York is because I can meet people from all over the place, right? And speaking different languages. And I love French. Like I love my mom. I think my mom jumped on here. She speaks French, my grandfather, and my grandparents did. And I just love it. And I was in Geneva a few years. And the only thing I like to say was like, bonjour. Like I was just like, <laughs> I ruined the language. I have like this New York accent. I ruined their language, but whatever. But when you go, I just liked the other, the, um, 
like the rituals of other cultures, you know, like in some areas it's like, this is what they do for breakfast or this is how they walk or, or they just take more time and live. Not like Americans that are rushing and working so often. Like, do they take siestas? I was like, Oh, that just feels so lovely. You know, like I was just curious, like what, have you taken anything from one of your experiences and like incorporated it into your life or like, what really stuck with you from another culture? Um, that's a good question. Um, let me see. Yachty ate her way through many countries. We have a comment. <laughs> so she, thank you, Yachty. She ate her way through many countries. And then we had another, um, Min Lyons. She traveled for the first time internationally to the Bahamas in January, and she enjoyed herself so much more. I'm enjoyed myself. Like, that's nice. Like, you could really learn about yourself, too, if given the chance. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what you were saying about, like, kind of what you take away from um, other, like, like the places that you travel and such like that one of the thing one of the big things i take away from is like food um like mm. i kind of get ideas around like oh you can cook that like that i never thought about like making that like that like i remember i took a cooking class in morocco when i went um around february of last year for the first time and the lady who was teaching us she just put peppers whole peppers right on the burner and just like like charred them like that and i was like oh, I didn't even know you could do that. So I do that now. And I'm like, and it, it gives the pepper like this kind of like smoky flavor. Because we live in New York. It's not like we have a grill or a patio to like kind of yeah. like get these smoky vegetables. But it's like these little things that you like learn um, when you travel. It's like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Oh, I didn't know that tasted like that. Oh, this is really good. Like, how can I incorporate this into like my, the way that I cook or the way that um the way that I may want to make something for someone. So yeah, definitely food is a big one. <laughs> and it seems like for you, you bring back accessories, you know, yeah. like you bring back and um, is that like, how did you merge your love for travel and Blake and Rose? Yeah, so about last year, um, I ended up getting laid off from a job that I really like, liked. Um, but it gave me a lot of time to kind of just like sit and think about like, oh, what do I really enjoy? Like, what do I like? And I was like, oh, well, I really like, I love going to markets. It's like, I, I grew up going to markets every Saturday. We would go to the farmer's market and get like fresh produce and like all our vegetables and stuff for the week. So going to markets for me is something that's like really important. And I think when you travel to other countries, when you go to markets, you really get to see and experience the culture. Cause you're going to see the language. You're going to see the foods that they eat. You're going to see the way people dress. You're going to see the way people interact with each other. Um, you so much. It's like markets are the lifelines of many international communities, especially in Africa, where I usually try to travel the most. So um, bringing handbags or right now handbags and eventually um, um, expanding it out to other accessories for yourself and home, it really just gives you a piece of that the piece, a piece of um, going or traveling to these places. Mm -hmm. um, and it really just shows you kind of what these places are known for. Like I was saying earlier, like Morocco's really known for their, um, their leather. They have really amazing leather um, and dyeing processes and crafts and artisanships. And if anybody has ever been there that's watching, like if you've ever stayed in like a traditional Riyadh, the hand painting, the details and the architecture um, is just like, 
so beautiful and it's centuries centuries old and it's been passed down within families who have been doing things for four or five hundred years um so it's beautiful to be a part and like see the things that kind of create and make them who they are <laughs> essentially so and um yeah, so go on Blake and Rose and check them out because I've seen them and it. You can tell that you just have a great eye for it as well. So um, they're beautiful. But now that there's limited travel, <laughs> what are you like? What are you doing? How are you getting that feelings of travel? That like what makes traveling so fulfilling for you? How are you getting? How are you tapping that into now when our passports are like denied? I know. Our passports are like having a sheet of paper at this point. Like, nobody wants us. <laughs> it's embarrassing. <laughs> like, but, yeah, it's been hard. Because as somebody who travels frequently, like, to be, to, like, have to sit down someplace, like, and you have no choice in it, it's been, like, oh, like, twitching. Like, I need to go someplace. Like, I need to get away. Like, so, um, right now, like, I just kind of, like, ate it for a while just like you know what I just need to sit down like I mean mm -hmm. this sitting down has saved me so much money I was like wow I spent a lot of money on travel like mm -hmm. um so it was nice to be able to like build up my funds some more um and I actually decided to book a trip to Mexico for two weeks um because I was just like I need to get away I need to recharge I've been looking at these walls for since March um mm -hmm. so I decided to to actually book someplace and go somewhere um, and do it as best as as do it as safely as possible. So I booked like a Airbnb with a with a pool that I had by myself, like so I can socially distance if I choose not to be around people. Um, yeah. So I think it's just like that's what I'm doing for me. I know some people are still really frightened um, to travel or either just cannot travel because either they're caring for somebody who has um, mm -hmm. who has um, issues with their health and they don't want to put them in jeopardy or um, all types of different reasons. But there's so many different ways to kind of still get that travel. Um, I know a lot of tourism boards um, have like live cams of use, uh, live cams of like, like I think is it Bermuda or oh, no. Bahamas or Aruba or someplace has like a live cam of like the beach and you can like get into their tourism board website and mm. just see like this beach like all day long. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's just like there's so many different ways like um, reading like I, I'm, I'm subscribed to Condé Nast, um, Traveler, so I like get that magazine every month and it kind of just helps me think about like what I want to do when the world opens back up um, and kind of plan for where I want to see myself next year. Um, so that's just some of the things that I'm doing to kind of feed my travel bug, <laughs> even though I can't. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's like, yes, they did open up like, you know, yeah, put on a bathing suit and, you know, watch Aruba pass you by is nice. <laughs> and <laughs> right. <laughs> Read a magazine of where you're going to go and like start planning trips. But it's like, it's just interesting. What do you get out of travel? Like what if you... um can tell all everyone listening like why travel like why do you travel um i mean i truly travel like for the experience like i think that's pretty much like my life's motto is like i mean i'll try it whatever like <laughs> like i'm very much like okay like i'll give it a go i randomly 
booked a trip to Ethiopia last year because I saw an episode of um, Anthony Bourdain in Ethiopia. And I was like, I want to live in Ethiopia. And then I went there and I was like, I love Ethiopia, but I don't want to live here. And, <laughs> so it's just, it's just, it, traveling just kind of fuels like my, my curiosity to like experience more. Like it's just so much to see out there, like so much outside of our bubble of like our everyday. And I know it can be really hard um, sometimes especially with everything going on to like look away, but like for your mental health and like your sanity, yeah. sometimes you literally have to like take a second and like reset. And traveling is one of the things that really helps me do that. Um, when I travel quite frequently, like when I come back and I go back to work, I feel more on it. I feel more on top of things. Um, I feel more energized. I feel like I've reset and I'm able to like conquer more things. So. Um, those are a couple of reasons why I really like to travel. <laughs> yeah, and I like earlier you said that traveling and like experiences and when you meet new people, it's like even though from on the outside it might seem like we have so much different, you know, there's so many differences, but yet on the inside I think we're all really more alike than yeah. we actually recognize. And yeah. that like if we leave outside our bubble and mm -hmm. I think you know, it offers us more chances to be compassionate and to realize that, you know what, we're all doing the best we can and experiencing life in different ways. And there's really no right or wrong. It's just a beautiful way. And I mean, similarly, I love to see how other people live. And while I don't get to travel as much as I would love, um, I, I like your tips on how I can get the travel bug without traveling quite yet. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, and also, just as we're starting to wrap up, I ask everybody um, about self-care. Like, especially now, it's really important for women to have a self-care practice. So I'm curious, what is yours? Um, let's see. I actually recently started therapy, so that's a good self-care. <laughs> that um, really is. I was like, let me just go ahead and bite this bullet. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and jump into this, like, I've had free time. I've been able to save money. So, like, let's let's go ahead and dive into some things since we can do that. Um, so, yeah, I think, like, if you are able to, um, to participate in therapy, then I would highly suggest it. Um, also, just doing things like kind of getting up and, like, moving. Um, I know, especially working from home, like, I can end up sitting in this seat from, like, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. <laughs> and... Yeah just get up for like to walk around the apartment and not go outside for two days. But it's important to kind of just like keep like go outside and get like some fresh air or um, try to throw like a throw something in your routine, like either getting up earlier in the morning to like work out, which is something I've done um, or either working out after work or connecting with people in some sort of way, like making plans um, for having a picnic in the park or whatever, like connecting with people if you need to do that. But yeah, especially right now, like we really, we want, we want to make sure that our minds um, are like still holding together um, during this time so that we can be like the best, our best selves. Um, Cause oh, you can't pour from an empty cup. 
So exactly, <laughs> exactly, and that's so good. Like I think you hit the big three. You know, therapy, movement, and community. Yeah. And if anybody is out there, you have wrapped this up perfectly and needs any of that therapy. Well. You could research that. Uh, movements. We've had movement on Beyond Small Talk. Um, and community. Join Beyond Small Talk. Go over to Blake and Rose. She has beautiful blog posts, and there's a community there as well. But that is such a great tip. I think community has been almost like number one on mine to move through these past months and uh, wherever it shall take us. But having a strong community of women to support each other. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on here. I'm so grateful for that. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. <laughs> Yes, this is, a, I mean, this is great. And thank you for your tips and tools and encouraging everyone on to look through their closets. Where are you putting your money and your mind around your money? Where would you want your money to go? Where are you putting the energy? And to really consider this more uh, minimalist life and what it can offer you. I think that was a really, really um, insightful tip that you had to offer. And in the beginning, I'm sure it feels a little scary, like, oh, my God, I'm throwing my shit out. Yeah. But then just think of it like that. It's just shit, right? Yeah, like, do you really exactly. need it at the you end of the day? Like, oh, I haven't even thought about it. Or, like, you're right. like, anyway. <laughs> yeah. And look at the reward that you get out of it. And for you, it's travel and your experiences and culture and learning different cultures, which is beautiful. So thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you for everyone who came on and listened to Beyond Small Talk every Thursday at the four o'clock hour. And if you want to catch us again, it's on IG Live TV and on Spotify. We'll check the link in the bio and you can swipe and get this by tomorrow and any other past episodes. Thank you, Leah. Again, thank you so much. Thank you everyone for listening. See you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>